When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. How far away is the next recession? That's what I'm asking you guys today. I'm going to give some thoughts on it. Uh, and, and by the way, there is a poll in the top right corner of this video if you want to vote on that. And of course, you can comment down below because uh, there, there's a lot more to be said about it rather than just saying, you know, in the next 12 months or 18 months or something like that. Um, you can certainly get much, much more detailed with your answer. And there's going to be the other piece of this as well that we'll be discussing a little bit later on is how prepared are you individually? But the reason I'm talking about this is because of an article that I saw actually in the day I'm recording this video on, on Friday the 4th. Over on Zero Hedge, titled Trump, quote, great jobs numbers, Kudlow, referring to Larry Kudlow, one of Trump's top economic advisors, no recession in sight. And I saw that, I found that interesting. This is not the first time that Larry Kudlow has made that type of, of, of a comment, basically saying there's no recession in sight. There's no reason to believe that we're coming up on, on a major economic downturn. In fact, I made a video on it last time he said it. This would have been, or at least uh, the last time I that I saw. This was uh, back in, uh, just prior to Thanksgiving, actually, of 2018. He said, quote, recession is so far in the distance, I can't see it. Now, of course, over the next month, month and a half, since then, uh, the, the stock market has performed very poorly. The Fed has actually walked back a bit of their prior hawkishness. This is just a bit from, from three hikes next in this year, 2019 to two hikes. Of course, a lot of people are, are expecting far, far fewer than that because a lot of people are expecting us to get much, much closer to a recession. In fact, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the yield curve officially inverted. That was towards the beginning of December. It is a minor inversion, but since then, much, much more significant inversions have occurred in the yield curve. And of course, the yield curve has been an excellent predictor of future recessions. So for him to say this is certainly bold, and it also reminds us that that he, in many ways, is nothing more than, than a cheerleader for the economy because you, you don't want to be in Larry Kudlow's shoes or anybody's shoes as an economic advisor to Donald Trump um, and then say something along the lines of, well, the economy, economy is anything but strong, right? And so, of course, he's going to toe the line on this, but... I think it does raise an important question, just how close are we to the next recession? I've, I've, I've been saying this for a while, that, that we're a lot closer than a lot of people have been thinking. I mean, back in the summer, back when the stock market was recovering from its, from its drop uh, at the beginning of 2018, you know, getting close to its highs in, in September, beginning of October of 2018, you know, a lot of analysts, a lot of economists, and of course, the Fed and, and whatnot, we're talking about how basically they, they were saying the same thing that Kudlow is saying. Now, recession, like we, there's no reason to forecast a recession in 2019, even 2020. Uh, this is just not on our radar. There's no reason to worry about any of this, despite the fact that some of the conditions for creating a recession, namely high asset values that could come down significantly, causing a, you know, a reverse wealth effect, I guess you could call it, um, the Fed tightening, through through both interest rate hikes and and quantitative tightening, a ton of debt, um, relatively high 
interest rate uh, U.S. government bond yields that had had broken a like 20 or 30 year downward trend. You know, there, there's a ton of and you can go on and on for all these other conditions that were, were right for a recession in the next 12 months, 18 months back in the summer. And yet people were saying, no, there's no reason to believe that because the stock market's doing well. And of course, that wasn't their argument. But, you know, economic data looks fine. The stock market's doing good. Like, why would a recession be coming anytime soon? And yet now, beginning 2018, uh, sorry, 2019, um, they're singing a different tune. I'm sure many of these very same people are, are now saying it could happen a lot sooner than, than we thought before. And that's kind of the case when it comes to recessions. Um, and and I, I hardly can say that that I've been an excellent predictor. I've made plenty of incorrect predictions. Many others here in the alternative media that, that subscribe to more of an Austrian economics philosophy have made that type of prediction. I'm sure they've made it back to 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18 and have been wrong. And probably prior to 2013 as well. I mean, we've been wrong plenty. Um, but... It certainly seems that this time around we're getting closer and closer. So what is my pick as to when I think the next recession will be? Well, I mean, first of all, a bit of a caveat. There's the potential that we're already in one. And, of course, there's also some data from, for example, uh, I'm forgetting the the, um, the name of the site, but that that uh, uh, tracks real GDP, real inflation, real unemployment data, as opposed to maybe some of the phony numbers that comes from the U.S. government. Um, that would suggest that maybe we've been in a recession more or less since 2008. Okay, so with those aside, if we're looking at official government numbers, I think by the end of 2019, it's very reasonable to think that we could be slipping into a recession. doesn't mean that people will figure it out then. They may not figure it out until 2020, right? Who knows? We could be in recession by quarter one of this year, and they might not find out until this time next year. Uh, take a while to, for the data to catch up here. But I think you're going to see it bear out, not just in the official GDP numbers, but, but the other couple of things that I would be watching. First of all, the unemployment number. I talked about this in my last video, how I think we've hit an inflection point. I think 3.7% is the low. Of course, this is official government unemployment data. I'm not saying it's legit. I'm just saying if we're going to use it as as good data or as data that is an indicator of economic weakness. I think 3.7 is an inflection point. I wouldn't be surprised if we're up at four and a half, five percent you know, a year from now, 18 months from now. Um, so that would be one to watch. Uh, that's slowly ticking up. Poor payroll data where you see jobs being removed from, from the workforce rather than added. Um, you know, Beyond that, uh, you can obviously look at the stock market, but also look at the corporate debt market. Watch as as things like junk bond yields soar, and you see a lot of these these highly indebted uh, companies um, start to hit major fin- uh, financial hard times. Maybe bankruptcies, maybe defaults, whatever it might be. Um, and ind- especially look for ones that go beyond just the energy sector, because of course the oil price has been low as of late. Look beyond that for elsewhere in, in natural resources or even beyond natural resources, just in the broader economy, uh, major problems. And then I think you're going to, you know, another big indicator would be that you'd see that spread to other large businesses and not just Sears, right? A Sears, a major, um, uh, what, what would you call it, department store or whatever, which is a bit of a dying breed, I, I think some would say. No, wait until you see it in the major um, auto companies, Wait till you see it in some of the major tech companies, not just a decline in stock price, but actual 
difficult earnings. In fact, you saw it very recently with the Apple earnings. These are the types of things I'd be looking for. Um, look for uh, increased signs of, I mean, if you're looking for more than just recession, but actually like a financial crisis or some sort of event like that, look for increasing signs of, of decreased uh, liquidity. That's kind of what we're seeing right now, I think, in a lot of, of markets from time to time. Decreased liquidity, inexplicable flash crashes or, or jumps in, in various asset prices or yields, etc. Those are the types of things I, I would be looking for. Um, and, and, and then beyond that, I mean, it's, it's, it's just going to be a matter of, of how is this recession going to differ from past recessions? Is it going to be worse or, or better? Um, and that's probably going to be a topic of one of my future videos, you know, how I think this one will be very much different than what we've experienced in the past. There's a lot of, of assumptions that people, I think, will make going into this one using, quote unquote, conventional wisdom as to how markets behave or as to how the economy behaves. And I think it's going to be a different ballgame this time around. But, you know, that's my thoughts on, on how far out we are. I think by the end of this year, I think it's very reasonable to think that we could be slipping into it. Um, but but the big takeaway from what I'm saying here is it doesn't matter a ton of when we officially go into a recession. The, the truth of the matter is that I don't see any way out of this. I don't think there's, mathematically, there's no way out of this predicament that, that we're in. There's no way out of this hole that we've dug. I mean, look at that, things like the national debt. I know it's, it's an easy one to, to, to poke at, poke fun at, or, or to, to talk about, and, and people have for years and years. But is there any way that that's, A, going to get paid down, and B, not going to end absolutely terribly? Because I don't see a way that that's going to happen. Or look at consumer and corporate debt. Is there a way that that debt can come down to reasonable levels without some sort of a massive default cycle? Deleveraging. I don't. I don't see that because you know something I've talked about many times in the past in this channel is that our economy here in the United States is run on consumerism, and, it, and that's a fact for a lot of Western countries. A lot of viewers from various, you know, Canada, Australia, the UK, etc. Maybe to greater or lesser extents, maybe some of those countries are more uh, uh, dependent on, on natural resources or other things. But consumption is a big piece of that, and a lot of that consumption, such as past during this past holiday season, was built on the back of debt right? Debt. Uh, You've seen in the past that when debt creation slows down or actually debt is is destroyed, that is very difficult with the way our financial system, our our economy is built today. It's very difficult for it to continue to grow. In fact, oftentimes it reacts very violently to debt destruction. And so I just don't see a way out of this. Uh, Eventually, we're going to have some sort of a recession, some sort of a downturn, whether it's this year, next year. It doesn't doesn't matter if it's five years from now. The story is going to be the same. It's going to be life-changing for every one of us. It's going to change, I think, the face of the world, face of the economy, um, far, far to a far greater extent than I think the 2008 one did. I think this is going to be much more extended. This is not going to be something that we just uh, somehow recover out of because of Fed stimulus or whatever. They're going to try. Central banks will try. Governments will try. But I don't think it's going to be quite as easy this time around. In fact, the last recovery was already pretty lackluster despite them basically pulling out all the stops. Um, this time around, uh, this could be something that that lasts a generation, you know, even five years. That That would be exceptional in terms of length, right? You look at something like the Great Depression, something that lasts, um, you know, all the way through World War II, or at least up to, uh, who knows exactly when it ended, but it lasted a long time. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're coming up on a very similar thing. Um, finally, I want to talk about it. How prepared are you? 
honestly, leave a comment down below. How prepared are you for a recession? I mean, let me lay out a scenario. Let's say you uh, work, let's say, a manufacturing job. Let's say you work a marketing job. Let's say you work at uh, as an IT guy. Let's say you work at whatever uh, job that that you could potentially be laid off from. I mean, there there are some more or less recession ish proof jobs. You know, I remember asking my uh, dad about this in the past, and he basically says, you know, no job is safe. And I mean, that's absolutely true. But there's some jobs, some government jobs, etc., that maybe are safer. But um, let's lay out a scenario where, where you work in a job that's not so recession-proof. You're not uh, a politician. <laughs> You're not a um, uh, maybe, maybe like a police officer or, or a mail delivery person or whatever, uh, mailman or something. Let's say you work in, in, in a job that's a little bit more sensitive to economic growth and contraction. Are you prepared to lose that job in, in six months from now? Be laid off indefinitely for, for 12 months, 18 months, 24 months? And if not, you know, what preparations do you still have to be made? Whether that's paying off debt, whether that's savings, precious metals, uh, changing up your asset mix, your portfolio, um, changing up your living situation. I mean, what, where, where are you on that? Are you, do you feel you're prepared? Comment down below. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, me personally, I find it hard to say that I'm prepared for the next recession. Uh, mentally, maybe, sure. But but financially, hardly. I mean, I, I talk about this extensively on my channel. I'm a grad student. I mean, grad students aren't prepared for a whole lot, right? Um, financially, because of of you know the cost of school and whatnot. Uh, but I want to you know hear about you guys. Uh, let's have a, a, an honest discussion, in depth discussion here. Uh, how prepared are you for the, for a recession in the next six months, being in, laid off indefinitely, um, and what can you do to prepare more for that? You know, it's you know, we got to wonder, you know, is it crunch time here? Is it time to really get the house in order, get ready for some some seriously uh, tough economic times? Uh, let me know down below in the comment section. You know, if you enjoy this video, if you enjoy my work, um, thank you for watching this video. And thank you for all the support you offer me, uh, whether it's liking or commenting or subscribing or being, you know, joining me over on Patreon, uh, using my affiliate code for, for SD Bullion or, or MK Bars or whatever it is. Um, I guess I don't have an affiliate code for a C bullion, but using that deal, whatever you, you do to help me out, I appreciate it very much. So thank you guys for that. I, I wouldn't be here without you guys. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for all of that and for watching this video and God bless.